0: Welcome to the HR Empowerment Podcast, where we will uncover strategies and new insights from HR professionals who discuss up-to-date regulations, best practices, and the most pressing topics like diversity and equity, leadership, dealing with difficult situations, and much more that affect your bottom line and business. Thanks for joining us. Hey, everybody. Wendy Sellers here, the HR lady. Welcome back to episode three of five in the series of inclusive leadership and that it starts with you, we are going to discuss coaching, coaching to success, including why people fail at coaching. So Dr. Steve Iacovelli of Top Dog Learning is going to fill us in. Why do people fail when they're being coached?
1: You know, it, it's funny, Wendy. I was talking with somebody, uh, actually one of my coaches, ironically enough, the other day, and we were having that conversation about you know what does a coaching attitude entail, and and I approach it. It's both sides. I think the person being coached, or we'll just call them the coachee, has to be open to the feedback, and I think feedback is the key to successful coaching. It's it's not only being open to the feedback that your coach shares uh, and and asks, but the coach needs to be open and honest, and and so we get back to the whole concept of trust. And I think when when I, as that person who's who's in a coaching relationship, because I want to get better, if I approach it from that attitude, then you'll succeed. But if I'm there, it's like because it's a tick box or it looks good on my performance review each year, or I got it free, you know, with purchase from some program I went to, then you might not have the the best success when it comes to coaching.
0: Yeah, exactly. And you know, I was reading um, a Forbes article here. And it says basically right in there that the management team often employs coaching to, you know, solve like one specific problem or maybe work with an individual that uh, whose performance or behavior is, is not what they want. However, uh, the person may not be interested in coaching. So I'm telling you, if people aren't interested in coaching and you force it upon them, you know, they're, they see it as, okay, I do this, or I'm going to lose my job or I do this, but you're not making that other guy over there or that other gal over there do it. What the heck's wrong with me? And so, you know, you really have to get them to agree,
1: right? Yeah, you, you really do. And, and, and it's the whole reason why is the coaching happening in the first place? Um, you know, if it's under a you know performance management issue, aka someone's on the naughty list, the attitude is gonna be very different than hey, this person's actually a high potential. We wanna cultivate them in an individual way. And and I think the reason behind the coaching and, and why we're engaging in that kind of situation is is the thing that's needs to just be blatantly on the table there.
0: Ninety percent of those who sponsor coaching for their employees have either received coach training or have had a coach at some point in their careers where only one sponsor in 2019 had never coached or been coached. That person decided to try coaching with their team for 18 months and they now have their own coach coaching leads to coaching with an addiction for coaching. Back to you. (laughs) Yeah, I think it has to be the the environment, the culture, right, of like, hey, coaching isn't just for the problem. Children, coaching is really here to help. Um, You know, I do coaching occasionally with my clients as well. It's not a huge part of my practice. It's usually when I do coach and it usually is because there is a problem. And so they're (laughs) going to agree to it. But yeah. I do, I even sit down with the coachy, and I make sure I say, like, here, I want you to actually sign this agreement. You working yeah. with me is not going to solve your problems. This is on you, but I'm here to help as a, you know, an outsider. And you could tell me anything, but this is still on you. Yeah. I find that they appreciate that. Like, okay, I know I'm in trouble and you did something wrong. I also remind them, I'm not free. Your company's paying
1: right. me. Yeah. And
0: so I assure you, they care about you if they're paying me. Otherwise they'd be paying a to protect them for when they fire yeah.
1: you. so. <laughs> 100%. Yeah. We actually um, embed that in all of our um, off-the-shelf leadership programming that we do because of the, that exact reason. And some clients are like, absolutely, we want to invest further in these folks. Some are just like, nah, we're good. I'm like, okay, that's how much you, in, you know, invest in your folks. And that's their prerogative. It might be a budgetary reason, but the, the, the folks who do invest in that part of the solution definitely yield the rewards for their people.
0: Yeah, for sure. Uh, JC actually shared with me some information from the Stratford group on coaching. And, you know, you just have to make sure that everybody's in it to win it. Otherwise, mm-hmm. uh, too many people use coaching as a way of like, we tried and now we're going to terminate them and we're not going to get sued. And it's like, yeah. well, you know, how did the person get that far in the, in the workforce that they needed a coaching and that you're really only using it to coach them out the door? So make sure that you are. For our listeners today, if you're considering coaching, you know, talk to the people that are involved, the coachee, the coach, make sure there's an agenda just like you would do with any meeting, make sure everybody that's participating knows why they're there, what's the goal, what are we supposed to be getting out of this, and treat it as a career development, not as a slap on the wrist, for sure.
1: And. and to understand, sorry to interrupt Wendy, but just to understand that there's a big difference between coaching, counseling, mentoring, uh, and advising. You know, those are all very different things. That you, they might be used interchangeably, they are not uh, the same thing. And, and being clear that your coach really is there to coach and not just to tell you from like, like a counselor perspective what to do or not to do. That's not really coaching.
0: Yeah, exactly. That's just, that's a performance improvement plan or a behavior improvement plan, which uh, let's chat about that real quick too. Cause uh, you know, we're, we're kind of in the same space here. Yeah. I, I, it drives me crazy that, um, some companies, and they're usually not the ones that you and I are working with, or they're hiring us because they want to not be that company anymore, is they only put people on a PIP, performance mm-hmm. improvement plan, really to get them out the door. And I'm like, well, we should probably putting all your managers and HR on that PIP too. <laughs> because if you're thinking, so, by writing something down and, and forcing somebody to sign something, they're magically going to come back the next day and change? No, that's that's that, that's on you, management team. So, you know. So what are your thoughts on that on just on you know improvement plans um without coaching
1: well i i th- i think yeah having been fired in the past to be completely transparent it, the the issue was actually the leader in fact there were three of us who were fired throughout the the years of this person's tenure as the quote-unquote leader and it's like and i it was one of those moments in my life wendy where i said exactly what i would have said like like 20 hours later like you know sometimes you're like oh I wish I would have said this I was like no I said this and I actually said to this now former boss you know let's analyze what happened there is one variable in this equation that is constant and that's you and I think that's the one thing to consider is um, you know bosses have an opportunity to be part of the solution or part of the problem and and if you're just throwing someone on a pip uh, or whatever is the term in your particular workplace you know, do some introspective things first is it you is it maybe even you your boss? Is there some other context as to the reason why the person isn't performing the way we'd like them to before you throw on a plan in order to walk them out the door?
0: Exactly, exactly. I see JC just shared a a quote with me here, which I'm just going to take your glory and your thunder and say it for the purpose of the time. A man who wants to lead the orchestra must turn his back on the crowd. So, so important. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening to episode three of our five-part series on inclusive leadership. Next up, we're going to be covering pride leadership, developing uh, LGBTQ plus leaders. Uh, On a side note here, if you are looking for an amazing MC who is not only 100% organized, prepped and readied, but is also very, very, very knowledgeable in the HR and leadership space due to years of being an MC on his own and a co-host of multiple podcasts, contact JC by visiting jimconnors.net. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for joining the HR Empowerment Podcast brought to you by Aurora Training Advantage. We hope you've gained new insight and strategies to navigate the HR profession. We
1: look forward
0: to you joining us again on the HR Empowerment Podcast.